Liz Sumner, and this is I Always Wanted To, the podcast where I interview people who are doing things that others long to do. What have you always wanted to try? My guest today is Liz Sumner. This particular Liz Sumner is a small business owner, wife and mother of two small children, and former candidate for the 23rd Wisconsin Assembly District. I first heard about Liz when I received a Google alert informing me that I was running for office in Wisconsin. I checked her out and liked what I read. Google continued to keep me alerted to her goings on. So when I had the idea to do a show about running for office, I thought immediately of Liz Sumner, and she graciously accepted. Welcome, Liz. Thank you. So help, help set the stage for us. What led you to enter politics? What got you interested and or willing? Oh, gosh. Well, it actually goes back uh, really far. Uh, when I was young, well, my father is a political science professor. So, you know, from a very young age, we spent time discussing politics around the dinner table. And, you know, we, I, I get to stay up late on election nights to watch the returns roll in. I, at a very young age, I declared that I wanted to be the first woman president of the United States. Well, I so, hope you're not the first, but but, but I, well, I know, go. right? And yes, exactly. I hope not either. And so then I went. I went to college. I studied political science, and um, I interned in Washington D.C. and realized that you know politics in theory and politics in practice are so different. And so I decided to take a different career path and um, what you know worked in retail management. Um, really wanted to open my own store. Sort of took that direction for a while. And um, my husband and I purchased our home in Fox Point about seven years ago. And a newsletter came in our mailbox and said that they were accepting uh, nomination signatures for um, a village board position. And I, and I looked at, you know, what the requirements were for the time, you know, the time and everything and thought, like, I can do this. So I collected my 25 signatures and filed the paperwork and and was elected that year to the, the village board. And that was just was so exciting. Um, even made it through a primary, which was, was pretty great. So that was sort of like my first kind of like getting back into politics and my interest in that and, um, and working in government. And so then there's the election of 2016. And unlike most people who decided to run after um, our current president got elected, I, you know, went to go vote and saw that my state assembly person was running unopposed. And I just thought, that's ridiculous. Like someone should run against this man. And it was at that moment that I decided that I was going to run. So I spent the next, like, probably about a year and a half sort of working to um, lay the foundation for my campaign. So I, you know, I did a training program through Emerge. Uh, which trains uh, Democratic women that want to run for office. I also participated in a training program with Emily's List and and then also had my experience from being on the village board and, you know, an active member of my community. And I, you know, I, I was up for re-election on the village board in that April. So I waited until that election was over and then I announced my uh, intent to run for assembly that fall. 
So uh, tell me a little about Village Board. Uh, that, is that like local city council kind of thing? Yeah, it's just, it's just like a city council, but it's just like how your government is set up. So a city council is for a city, um, you know, so then you have the alder people um, or alders uh, where we live is a village. And so it has a village board. There's seven of us that are elected, one president. And then we oversee how the village is run. It's not a full-time job. It's not even really a part-time job. Um, we hire a staff that runs the village for us. Yeah. And then we, you know, we're involved in sort of like the overarching decision-making. What kinds of decisions does the village board oversee? A lot of budgeting. So, you know, we, we get requests from like our department of public works or um, village staff or the police department for requests for equipment, things like that. We have to approve all of that. You know, any road construction projects that we do here, we approve those. Um, and then also, you know, changing ordinances. Like we recently passed an ordinance that will allow for people to raise chickens here. Um, we're looking into beekeeping. And so it's, it's, a, it's, th it's things like that. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea that there were training programs for candidates. Tell me mm -hmm. about about those and were you aware that they existed or did you have to go searching for them? Yeah, well, let's see. One of the ones that I forgot to mention is also Wisconsin Progress. And I think that was the first one that I did. And look, I'm not sure if I knew about them before I decided to run. I Because I reached out to a woman that's a customer of mine at my women's clothing store that I own, who used to serve in the Wisconsin legislature to talk to her about, you know, what it's like um, after I had decided to do this, you know, just to sort of find out what I was getting myself into. Mm -hmm. And she mentioned Wisconsin progress to me and then also Emerge. And at the time, Emerge was doing trainings only in the spring. And I would I think it, I like had missed the you know application deadline and it, that just wasn't going to work out for me. So I did a few Wisconsin progress trainings and then also the Emily's list one. And then it turns out that that just so happens that that year Emerge had had so many applicants after the 2016 election that they decided to also have a fall cohort. And so I was that worked with my schedule. So I was I was able to apply and was accepted. And that was that was incredible that I met. Just, I, I have some like long, you know, friendships I think I'll have for the rest of my life with women that I met in that group. One of the women is now our state treasurer. She was elected in a statewide election in 2018. And then two of the other women also ran in neighboring state assembly districts when I was running. And we were able to just really support each other through the whole process. And it was really great because it can just get so very lonely. <laughs> And so it was really nice to have, you know, other people to call and talk to about the experiences that I was having on doors and, um, you know, or emails that I would get or, you know, the highs and the lows. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to ask you about those in a minute, but tell me a little bit more about what you learned in the training. Program. Oh, sure. It kind of covered everything. I mean, there's so there's I guess there's, you know, there's a lot to running a campaign and then maybe not that much. You know, it covered how to write a campaign plan. So, you know, how much money do I need to raise? Like. You know, how am I going to contact voters? Like if through mailers, like, you know, how many mailers am I going to send out? How many doors am I going to send that to? How much is that going to cost? Um, you know, yard signs, email plans, and then like voter contact plans. So 
working through like if this is how many votes I need to win, but based on like historical data from other elections, uh, you know, how many doors do I need to knock and, and how much time is that going to take and, you know, working on a schedule and, you know, really talking through like how, how you need to sort of, um, I guess, reprioritize certain things in your life or figure out ways to, you know, get people to help you with things that will make it easier for you to do the things that you need to do as a candidate, which is, you know, talking to voters, you know, and then it was, you know, there was messaging training. I'm sure there was a, it was a lot, <laughs> but you know, those were, that was kind of like the, it's sort of like the basics of it. And I mean, ultimately, you know, when you, when you are a candidate, I mean, it's, you know, it's great to have the training and I, and the, you can draw on it, but it's, you know, ultimately like so much of it is just like making decisions in the moment and, and, you know, just kind of trying to like stay sane until mm -hmm. election day. Did you get um, sort of integrated with other candidates so that you always did things together or um, were you mostly on your own? Mm -hmm. Pro I mean, probably mostly on my own. You know, I think there's challenges to being a candidate in any in any district in Wisconsin that isn't currently represented by a Democrat mm -hmm. because our state has, in 2010, most of the, well, all of the districts were gerrymandered to either like favor a Democrat or favor a Republican. And my district is one of the ones that's, that is seeing some shifting. But when I decided to run, a lot of other people also were running. And I think that our state party and like didn't quite know how to handle it all. So it was ultimately like, it was sort of on, on me to, to mm -hmm. do everything. I did see, I did receive some financial support from some other assembly Democrats around the state. And then, you know, through the state, what we had a lot of statewide elections when I was running. So the governor, the treasurer, the attorney general, the uh, secretary of state uh, were all up for reelection. And, and then also one of our senators, like our, um, national senators was also up for re-election and they were sort of the main focus of the party mm -hmm. and not so much I guess my tier uh, and so you know they had this whole plan to that they called the coordinated campaign which was like they had volunteers that were going out to talk about all of them and sort of starting at the top of the ticket and then working their way down and I felt like I mean, how many, how many volunteers are going to want to knock on a door and talk about, you know, six or seven different candidates mm -hmm. before they get to me? So I, I really kind of took like an individual approach to my campaign mm -hmm. and, and, and had my own volunteers and sort of had them going out and, you know, knocking on doors that we had identified as potential, you know, supporters or swing voters and just talking about me. So you got the the backup information from the party that, I mean, you got the field data or whatever that. Um, mm -hmm. to yeah. So they have a, a database that um, it's called the van and it sort of, they use data to try to figure out with, where people's political preferences lie. And then, you know, it's up to the campaign to go through that data and then figure out who it's worth like talking to pretty much. I mean, 
you kind of eliminate anyone that's like a for sure not going to agree with you. Mm -hmm. And then sort of everyone else, you know, you go and talk to and try to figure out if they're going to vote for you or not and and make sure they are going to even vote. (laughs) So what did you do to stay sane? What did you do to keep your, to keep healthy, to keep going out and knocking on doors? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a big fan of hot yoga. So I did a lot of that. Um, probably maybe even like once a day, I sort of started my day off with that. And then, you know, and then would go out and hit doors for, I don't know, five, six hours, depending on the day. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. Also, those relationships that I mentioned earlier that I made when I was in Emerge with some other uh, women that were also running, just talking to each other, you know, and sharing like our, our highs and our lows. Because mm-hmm. there were lots of both. <laughs> tell, tell, tell me some. Tell me, tell me some highs. Tell me some lows. Sure. Um, well, I mean, a high could be anything from, you know, getting a, like a max donation from someone that, you know, I, I didn't even know that, mm-hmm. you know, just believed in me and, 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 you know, and what I was doing and, and wanted to see me represent them. I mean, that was like, wow. Or just getting a really nice message, you know, over email or something or like on my Facebook page. But then also, you know, meeting people at doors that, you know, were just willing to, to share their stories or someone, you know, I had, I had people who were very conservative that, you know, I, I knocked on their door and talked to them and, you know, we had great conversations. And I think, you know, those were so positive because I think, you know, I put a face to to this sort of side of politics and that they maybe don't encounter very often in their life. And, you know, I think making them just realize that like I was normal and cared about a lot of the same things and, you know, wasn't just out to like tax everyone a hundred percent and, um, you know, stuff like that. Like, I, I think though, like those were really great experiences for me. And, you know, and then some of the lows were, you know, knocking on somebody's door who would just ask me if I was Republican or Democrat and then slam the door in my face. You know, I mean, it's, I got, you get used to it and it certainly, you know, didn't by the end, you know, it happened and it was like not a big deal to me, but certainly in the beginning when I went out to collect signatures and and having people tell me that they wouldn't sign my nomination papers, even though it's, you know, it's all it is, is helping me get my name on the ballot. Like, you know, you don't have to vote for me, you know, anything like that. And, you know, and just simply telling me that they weren't gonna, you know, that they didn't want to help me get my name on the ballot, because like, we disagree. And I just thought, like, you know, those kinds of things, I think, were really frustrating, because like, ultimately, I'm I'm just trying to participate in the process. And, you know, whether I win or lose, it's not going to be based on their signature. So I, I, you know, I think that that was, that those kinds of things were, you know, really like upsetting. Mm-hmm. And like, I, you know, I had a couple of mailers sent out from my opponent's political party that weren't so nice. You know, they, they did like a, a an opinion poll on me and called a lot of people that I know that live in my community and mm-hmm. um, just sort of like distorted some truths to make them look much worse than they actually were. And, you know, asking people that I know about these kinds of things. And, and that was, that was very upsetting. Yeah. I was wondering whether things on, on your, on this level where you were, were running is as divisive as it is in the national um, elections. And, and it, it sounds like it kind of is. Oh yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's the, the Republican party has like bottomless 
coffers and and also a lot of support from outside groups that also have unlimited funds and you know they weren't afraid to to spend it on a race as small as mine i mean in a way i sort of took it as a badge of honor in that they thought that i was a threat <laughs> um but it's also you know it's personally like pretty um devastating i guess you yeah. know in a way to have things out there about you that aren't like aren't really true yeah yeah so. I, I, it amazes me that anybody would run for office because I know. of what uh, so what 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 do you say to, to to somebody who would who would say well you know i'd i'd love to 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 do my civic duty but i can't take what what you'd have to go through what mm -hmm. what would you say to her if you think that you can't take it, then I, I wouldn't do it. What you does know? it require? What what kind of person could go for it? Mm -hmm. I think that, like, judging by the people that I've met that have run for office, I think that if you want if you want to do it, like you'll you'll do it. Like it doesn't matter what's out there, you know, or or what you know what you do have to go through. When I started this, like I. I don't think I even anticipated how dedicated I would be to it. Uh, you know, I originally, and you know, when I went to vote in 2016, just thought I'm just going to get my name on this ballot. And it wasn't even thinking about, you know, I'm going to need to raise, you know, close to a hundred thousand dollars. I'm, you know, going to need to knock over 10,000 doors. You know, I'm going to have to like, go to events every evening and, and, and in, I guess, inspire people to, to, to get behind me. You know, all of those things, I don't think I really thought through. And I, I, I like, I wouldn't change the experience for the world. Like the personal growth that I got from it was incredible. I mean, I, you know, would never stand up in front of a group of people and, and talk about anything, let alone, you know, my, my stance on particular issues that our state government would deal with, uh, you know, or what I see our current representative, like, you know, how he's not representing like our district very well. So, you know, or, or knocking on people's doors, like I, you know, that I never thought like I would be able to just walk up to someone's door and knock on it and introduce myself and ask for their vote. Like that just, so it's all, all of those things were so incredible. And I do think that if I met someone that was considering running, I would definitely mention that because, you know, I was thinking about like this call, you know, we were going to have this conversation today and this morning. And I don't know that in any of my trainings, if they ever really talked about that, like a, how much different you will be at the end mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that I, I would never, I would never trade. It was, it was, it was an incredible experience. Wow. Wow, that's beautiful. What do you wish somebody had told you beforehand? Mm. So much of it, I think, is just, uh, you know, simple things. Like, sometimes think if I were to run again, like, you know, what would I do differently? And I think for the most part, I stayed true to myself. I, you know, that's probably what I would tell people. Just stay true to yourself. Like, I think that that's really the biggest thing. Like, you're going to have so many people trying to tell you that this topic is like polling well with voters and, you know, or like Republican voters. So like maybe you can, you know, influence them with this or that. And I just always kind of felt like I, you know, I just wanted to stay true to who I was. That's great. And do you think you'll run again? Do you have thoughts? I don't know. I mean, I, 
I think about it so much and I'm, there's, you know, there are quite a few people that really want me to run again. My race was close-ish. It was about a thousand vote difference, which I think seems like so very many, but people that run campaigns or that are in our current legislature seem to think that that's not really all that crazy to overcome. So I've had a lot of conversations and every time I have a conversation, it makes me think more and more about it. But, you know, and I, and like I was talking about how I sort of, you know, I feel like I got so much growth out of it. Like I do sometimes like miss that person that I was when I was running. And so, you know, sometimes I think it would be nice to like get back to that, but it was so much work. (laughs) And, you know, I, I have two little kids, they're six and eight. And I think especially after being able to spend this past summer, spending so much more time with them and realizing how much I missed out on because I was out knocking doors all of the time or at events or whatever it might've been that it's, I'm just, you know, I, I just still need to think about it. Yeah. Are your daughters old enough to know that, uh, how cool you were and, and yeah. how important it is that women do what you did? Mm-hmm. Well, so I have a son and a daughter oh, and, um, and they were very, like, we would drive around and my, you know, my yard signs would be everywhere and, and they just, they would just get all excited every time they saw one of my signs or, you know, if they saw one from one of my opponents, they were like, nah. You know, his sign or, you know, just like stuff like that. Like they, they were really excited. And I mean, because I had, you know, the village board race and then, then I had actually, I had a primary for my assembly race and then the assembly race, you know, it was just, it was a lot. And so there were lots of signs to look at and lots of things always happening. And, you know, I would knock on doors and people would tell me that they had met my son at, you know, at synagogue or or at school. And he had uh, like told them to vote for me. And so, I mean, like that kind of thing was just like, you know, I was like, oh, you better be kidding me. Like, it's just so sweet. You know, they just were so excited. And, you know, so then when, uh, when I didn't win, I mean, they were just hugs and all of that and just so sweet about it. And, yeah. So yeah. And we still talk about it sometimes and, and they, like, you know, I think my son has said, like, well, I don't want you to run again. And I was like, well, why not? And he's like, well, because you were sad. <laughs> and, um, so it's just things like that. Like they're just really sweet. And, and they were like, they were very supportive. I mean, you know, I, my, my mom basically spent so much time with them while I was out and my husband, you know, while I was out knocking doors and doing things for the campaign and, so yeah, it was a lot of support and they, and they were, yeah, they were excited. That's awesome. Wow. What advice would you give and or what resources would you direct people to if they're toying with the idea? And also where, where would, where should they get started? What kind of race? Oh, that's a good question. You know, everybody's different. I mean, we had people that jumped into our governor's race having never run a campaign before. A lot of people that you talk to suggest that you sort of start locally because, you know, the, our, like my village board election is nonpartisan. So it's really, you know, more about just representing your community and what you think is right for your community. And so there's not this weird, well, we disagree on things just simply because like, you know, I'm a Democrat and you're a Republican or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes then that means we can't even talk to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, people are much more open to to talking when it's when that's not on the table, mm-hmm. you know, so school board, you know, village board, things like that. But, you know, some of my friends, like they, the first campaign they ran was for state assembly. And I mean, that's, you know, pretty big deal. Or some people will try to jump in at state Senate. It's just, 
I think it just depends on on what you're drawn to. And I, and I think, I feel like for most people that end up running for office, there's sort of this moment where it just happens and you kind of decide that that's what you're going to go for, you know? Are there people or roles in, in various states that somebody can go and talk to? Um, oh, sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I would definitely suggest looking for a training program because I think it's like a good place to start. It kind of gets you really thinking about whether or not you can actually commit to doing this, thinking about like, how much money do I have to raise? Like, who am I going to raise this money from? You know, that kind of like the logistics of the campaign. And uh, so I think that that's really helpful. And then, you know, I think getting involved like in your county party, you know, also reaching out to people that, you know, are currently in, in whatever position you're looking to run for talking to them about, you know, what it's really like and, and, you know, and, and like what kind of like time, you know, demands is it going to have and things like that. You know, I feel like once I decided, I just talked about it with like everyone. And I think that that's like the best thing to do is just talk about it with, cause you just never know who's going to really come out and help you. And I had, you know, some customers from my store that, that I talked to that like helped me knock doors and, and just, so it's, it just like, I think it's good to just really get it out there. Just like put it out into the universe, you know, and see what it returns to you. If you had a magic wand and could change something about the process, how, mm-hmm. how would you improve the process that you went through? I mean, I think one of the biggest things that I would change, and I'm not sure if this is exactly what you're looking for, is to have fair elections. You know, having gerrymandered districts just does a real disservice to um, the people of this state. And, you know, when you have over 50% of the people electing a Democratic governor, but somehow 66% of your state legislature is Republican, there's something wrong with that. And, you know, people's interests aren't being represented properly. And I think that's a huge concern. And you can still see it now in, in, in what's happening at our state level and, you know, how our legislature is really trying to shut down our governor and, and his ability to, mm-hmm. to do anything, taking power away from him that our previous Republican governor was allowed to have. So that, you know, I would definitely change. You know, another problem is, is all of the money that's, that's in these elections and, you know, all of the outside money that's being spent, all the money that's required of a candidate to raise. It just, it's not, it doesn't make for, for fair elections. Wow. That's great. I really appreciate your, your time and your candor and anything you'd like to add. I don't know. I mean, I feel like we actually did a pretty good job of sort of covering all of my, my feelings about <laughs> running for office and, and being an elected official. And, and, and so, yeah. But I just want to say, I, I mean, I just think it's so cool that we found each other because we have the same name. Like, I just, you know, I, I, I love that. Thank you, Liz. This was really a, a pleasure. Uh, my thanks to Liz Sumner of Wisconsin. I invite everyone to tell me what you've always wanted to try and what you'd like to hear about in future episodes. I'm Liz Sumner, the one who lives in Italy, reminding you to be bold, and thanks for listening.